Hello friends, welcome back. Welcome back to the Board Game Review Room. This is a podcast all about tabletop games, board games in fact, and card games. And we sit down around the table, play a game for the first time ever, and tell you what we think about it and the impressions of that first play. I am Paco Garcia, your host, and I am by no means alone. I deny everything, said Michael Chamberlain. And I'm ready to do some adventure in the Midwest. Yes. Desiree Patterson. <laughs> uh, listeners, you will notice that today we have missing the soul and the part of the party. Mr. Max is in bed nursing a man flu. Everybody at the same time, please. Oh. And with that out of the way, Today, we're going to play a game that comes from France, and not just from France, but from one of my favourites ever, French companies, Ludonot. I really like that this is made by a French company. The idea of the fact that they sold them this territory, <laughs> and now they're going to sell them a game about having sold them the territory. Hey, it's a way of getting some money back. Yeah, getting a little bit more out of their sale, you know, Napoleon got some money out of it and now France is going to get a little bit more out of it. But since we have an American around the table, Chess, why don't you give us a history lesson? Well, we can say what the game is first. Well, sorry, yes, yes, sorry. Chess, what's the game? <laughs> oh, okay, well, we're playing Lewis and Clark, the expedition. Dum, um, dum, dum! Yeah, it looks great. I mean, you didn't say that it was a French company that made it, but this screams Euro game. Uh, even though it's set in America. It is. Um, t- t- tell us why is it set in America. Okay. Yeah, this is about Lewis and Clark. And after the Louisiana territory was bought from the French, they were hired to explore throughout the West and find a route from east to west via water because that was the easiest hmm. transport at that time because roads were not easily passable you know well, uh, there, were, there were no roads no no <laughs> trails territory. trails there were <laughs> um yeah no 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 cars chauffeurs um email <laughs> yeah it was e- all by vote um, <laughs> email in 1804 <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen yeah that would have been yeah. absolutely yeah. amazing uh yeah ebay and a good postal system would have just you know uh, made it <laughs> made it uh in the days Avoid when, their venture. Um, the days when broadband referred to your hat trimmings. Yes. Yeah. Now, this game is by a French designer called Cédric Gemouzet, I think. I know that's how it's spelled. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. So, Cédric, I am terribly sorry. I do apologize on behalf of Spain. We have a clip from him. We don't even know how he's pronounced it. Okay, well, let's, let's listen to his accent. Hello everybody, I'm Cédric Chaboussi, the designer of Lewis and Clark. Uh, I'm very happy to be here on the GMS Magazine podcast and uh, I'd like to say a special hello to Paco, who I had the chance to meet in Essen last year. Uh, So uh, Lewis and Clark is my first published game and I think it got published because of its originality. Uh, The first originality of the game is the core mechanism of hand building. Uh, it has a feeling of the, the deck building mechanism but uh, without the, the, the luck element of the, of the draw phase. Uh, this is the, the main originality. And then uh, secondly you have the, the presence of a very strong theme. Uh, 
which is uh, emphasized by the, the beautiful work of uh, Vincent Dutré. And uh, this theme modified the, the mechanic itself, and the, in the end, the, the aim of the game became very, very simple. Uh, it, it is to, to reach the Pacific, to be the first to reach the Pacific. Uh, there's, no, there's no victory points, uh, indeed. So, uh, right now, so far, we are very, very happy with the, the amazing success of this game. And uh, I hope you will, uh, you will enjoy, uh, enjoy uh, the game. Uh, so that's all I can wish. So have a have a nice game. Bye bye. There you go. Isn't that a beautiful voice? Now let's let's talk a little bit about um, the game. The game. First of all, uh, listeners, there is an unboxing video that I recorded a little while ago. So by all means, do refer to it if you want to see exactly what comes inside the box. It's a euro. It's a euro. It's a euro. Yes. Yay! <laughs> it is a euro that comes. The box comes with no insert. It really doesn't need it though. There's so much stuff in here, and it comes with enough baggies to store all of it. The fact that there's no insert is actually more of a convenience than one of those transporting inserts that mm. you can't actually store anything in once you're done with the darn thing. Exactly. Um, plenty of buggies. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you said we have the. There, there are other cars in a couple of other languages, Michael. Yeah, yeah. We've got all the rules. That's the quick hint cards and the rule books in the three different languages you got it in French, German and English though they put the American flag on it as well so whatever it's legible <laughs> in three languages and the cards themselves are you've just got names on them and then it's all icons mm. so it's very multilingual on the board there's no translations that are needed for it and all of the cards have got their explanations at the back of the rule book as well. So even if you're looking at the icons and going, what the heck does that mean? It's just a quick flick away, which is nice. Yes. Agreed. Another thing about the cards, are these plastic? Not plastic this time. Okay, because they've it's got really a weird textured. textured feel to them. Yes, uh, they, they have been very, nice. very well laminated. They are, they are quite thin. This is something that I, I pointed out yes. in the unboxing video. They're quite thin, but they've been very, very well laminated. I, I wouldn't be surprised, and this is just adventuring on my part, if they were just paper laminated. And, okay. and the lamination is probably what gives it its, its consistency and, and its hardness. Yeah, thickness. I, for once, I'm not going to just go on the whole, we'll sleeve it, bandwagon. Because normally that works, and that's fine. But these cards, you've got icons on the back and the front mm. that make a difference. And while you can get completely clear sleeves, as any gamer who loves sleeving their games knows, they're much harder to find, usually. They're the ones that are sold out in a nightmare. So if you are going to get sleeves for this in advance, bear in mind you want clear ones so you can see the backs as well as the fronts. Indeed. It comes with lovely meeples, two types of different meeples. Yeah. Gorgeous meeples. They are Native American people. <laughs> they are complete with feathers, which uh, I draw between wondering whether that's running a line with stereotypes and just going, that's incredible. <laughs> uh, I just noticed as well that they're red, so... <laughs> it's yeah. fine, it's fine. Uh, it's like Puerto Rico and the brown... Settlers. Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> I haven't seen Sorry, that. Sorry, Settlers <laughs> Colonists. Uh, this is a... Uh, that, that's standard then for uh, yes 
and, and the explorer meeples, they, they have little hats and they're pointing towards the horizon saying over there, let's go over there. That's not a 12 gallon Stetson though. Pretty cool actually, and a nice little touch is unique to this game. They're not the standard cubes that you see with a lot of games. Agreed. Uh, and then our resources are these massive hex chits. Yes. Again, not just the square cubes. We've got them in six different colours for our resources. And we're going to be using wood, furs, this food, which is this pinkish shade. So I'm guessing bison death is what we're eating. <laughs> then we've got materials, just tools for doing things. We've got canoes and we've got horses. Hmm. So they all sit nicely on the board as well. I like that. Um, games where they store the resources on the board are always good. You know, if you've got, hmm. not got much table space, that's a blessing. And the board, by the way, is absolutely gorgeous. The, the whole, the, the artwork in general is is absolutely beautiful. This game has been so, so very, very nicely illustrated. I'm torn. Are you? I'm torn, but not by the obvious stuff. I'm torn by the fact that there is essentially a, a race route on here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the first person past a set point with their camp is going to win. And this is essentially a thin band through the middle of the board. The rest of it is worker placement and storage for resources and an area for more characters you can get into your expedition. I love worker placement. I like that there's so much area on here dedicated to that. But it's kind of hybrid with worker placement. We're going to be using cards in front of us to do stuff as well. The fact that the main feature on the game is such a minor area of the board is somehow throws me and I don't really know why, but it just throws me. Because it's not what you expect. Yeah, probably. I, I wonder as well, I mean, the, that line that you, you said that we'll be going for is actually through um, through the, the, the main body of, of the US, whereas, yeah. you know, it's showing the whole outline. I guess if it was more zoomed in, it would be spread out a bit more. Uh, but I guess they're trying to fit in the whole of the... I think it is know, just the, that it's different, the, but... Yeah, I mean, it's I accurate. see what you mean, though. Yeah, I, d- I didn't, I didn't notice that at all. But the Max isn't here, but I'd like to point out he would be pleased that the board is nice and flat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, the rules book, chess. You, you have it. Tell us about it. What is it like? A uh, very nice, large rules book. How was it for reading, Michael? A little disjointed it felt but I think it's more that it's just doing something slightly different that's close to lots of things you're familiar with and that always makes it a bit harder to get exact grips on what you're meant to do I do notice they've used a lot of little boxes around broken up a lot of sections on one page so I I can see where finding various things might be troublesome later on but we'll we'll see how it goes but it it looks nice um one one thing i liked when i did the unboxing video is how you have a list of all the characters it's amazing it's it's fantastic as as a reference as a glossary i don't think we're ever gonna take more than just a few seconds to find anything in in the rules book when we need it it is a blessing the thing we've really not covered for this at all is the art style hmm it, it is glorious. It is absolutely glorious. I really, really like it. It is so colourful. It's vibrant. It's clean. It's kind of got a 
boys' adventure mm. comic from the 50s kind of feel to it. The art's simple and the colours are fairly blocky as well. There's a bit of detailing. It works. Yeah. It's got real, um, especially the cards, are painted, you know, like a kind of oil painting style to it. There are a lot of cards, and as best I can see, yeah. there are no duplicate artworks either. Yeah, they're all unique because I, I believe they're for each different character that the you know because I think there are about three or four pages in the uh, manual for for all the various characters. There are a lot of well people from history. How about we play the game and find out? Wow. Big wow. Max missed out this week. Yes. That uh, was really good. Wow. This, game, <laughs> this gamer approves of this game. Can we end now? Yes. <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic. This this has been really enjoyable. This makes up for the weeks where we play a game which is either lukewarm or ghastly. Mm. The times when we find a game that's a genuine gem. I can see why this is a second print run already and may it stay in print for a really long time, frankly. Uh, Michael, earlier your comment about the the use of the board, the layout of the path that we follow, yeah. how did you find, once we actually started playing, did that? Did you think that was because of the way the game moves, or do you still think that could have been improved upon? It still feels too minor. It still feels just a bit too small for my taste. It's functional, it works, it's fine. But considering this is the big score track, the fact that these pieces are exactly the same size and your camps are actually cardboard tokens next to all these wooden bits on the board, it does feel a little bit small. I agree. Um, you know, if you're really into the game and you're going to take the time and make FIMO camps and that sort of thing, you could do this up and you could make it work if it's really your poison. But straight out of the box, those cardboard tokens are just a bit minor, and your scouts aren't much bigger than the other tiles on the board. A bit bigger would be nice. I, I agree. I can see why they've done it. And it's so you can only have one meeple in any given space, which is part of yeah. the rules. So I can understand that. But making the wee bit bigger would be just a little bit more comfortable to play with. I think that's definitely doable without taking up too much of the space there are certain areas that just aren't used that they could eat into mm. just widen up each one of these little spaces yeah. but that you know who knows what they're doing with the, the second print run maybe that's something that it's a tiny aesthetic detail that the game I mean, considering beautifully considering I, I would say that was the only thing I can notice an issue with well Let's face it, if, that, if this is the worst that we can yeah. think about, this game totally rocks. This game explores all of its face space. There are cards that allow you to change goods every which way you can think of. There's markets of value in it which change throughout the game. You're trying to get extra people into your, your crew for travelling with. And early on in the game, there's a different value you're after than late on in the game. 
where they are in the order, what other people are trying to achieve, and this allows you to mess with so much. And it goes for the Indians as well. In the early game, everyone wants them. Towards the late game, it's a bit, no, people want maybe a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, And that's it. And yet there are cards which mean having a lot of Indians is powerful. There are cards which say if you're at the back of the pack, they're more powerful for you. Really nice catch-the-leader mechanics in there that feature beautifully. The one thing we all agreed there would be a problem with with this, though, is how do we feel about experienced players playing it with new players? Extremely unfair would be that. Yeah. Uh, well, not only with this game, but someone who doesn't play board games a lot in general compared to someone who does, that would be a real... Because immediately you were looking for game engines for this, weren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking just of experienced gamers against yeah. people, you know, other experienced gamers who just hadn't played it before, they'd get crushed. Yeah. This is a gateway game is not good. You don't get no. much further. Certainly not in this time frame. You you have to go to very heavy long games to get much further. Uh, and lengthwise, uh, I think half an hour per player is a bit optimistic at the very beginning. Yeah, I think if you're all really experienced and could Possibly you could punch it out at half an hour per player, but certainly your first game, 45, 50 yeah. minutes per head is yeah. probably more realistic. Yeah, I was just thinking that that's going to be far more accurate. Um, how do you guys find the, the learning curve, Michael, compared with how complex it was to, to get to grasp with it and then playing it? It's a real headache to learn and it's a real headache to teach because the book it does the best job it can of explaining some stuff that's as I said very close to familiar mechanics and yet completely different in the application it's not quite worker placement it's not quite hand management it's not quite deck building it's just unique on the curve mm. that makes it that headache uh, I picked up off BGG a quick play guide that made a big difference so if you're going to get it check BGG there are some good resources there Ideally, find someone who's played it before to teach you. Because the moment you've got one person who knows how it works, it makes all the difference. But if you can manage it, don't be the one person who yeah. has to learn the game. Yeah, because I found it actually, apart from the um, resource gathering system, which for me was a little bit confusing to start with, but getting to grips, to, 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 to grips with how it plays, it took me two rounds. It's not really that complex once you know what you're meant to be doing. Yeah, at first it does seem really uh, daunting and we definitely followed Michael's lead as he actually read the rules. But like, like Parker said, after a couple of rounds, uh, we knew what was going on with the board and then we could start looking at the cards and, and look to strategy. And that's, I think the game, that's how it evolved for me from knowing just how the game works to how to exploit my cards to move me as quickly as possible. And it's beautifully balanced. Yeah. Even down to things like the number of Indians in the game is dependent on the number of players. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. So much scope for trying out different strategies as well, which is always beautiful. Yeah. Michael mentioned earlier there is this uh, elastic band uh, me mechanic. We, we noticed early on in the cards that there are a lot of cards to help you catch up. There aren't a lot of cards, I think, to 
uh, push you forward if you're already in the lead, but there seem to be ones to, to help you gain to the people that are, you know, Definitely running. specific catch-up Yeah, cards. which is really nice, and I think it, it keeps it very competitive um, hmm. if, if one person's really running away. Combined with the ability to ditch cards throughout the game or in bulk later in the game from your deck, it... I did not expect a deck building element from this game. Mm. Would never have guessed it at the surface because you're going to put deck building in a euro. It works. Yeah, seems to. Yeah, it works. There are so many elements in this game. It's how would you describe this? Awesome. <laughs> yes, that is the right answer. <laughs> no, it's in in seriousness, I think for for a first play, this game has left me wanting to play it and. And again, I think this is one that, that's going to come on the table repeatedly. I agree. So, Michael, uh, last conclusion thoughts. If you like Euro games and you like something that's a bit different and you're looking for a game to add to your collection that's not going to tread on anything else's toes, it's completely different. I can't think of a better candidate. Certainly not in recent years. Just mm-hmm. I would say this game is not for beginners. It's definitely aimed at the more experienced players. But the guide is very well laid out, especially for the cards. If you're looking up what a a particular character does, they're all numbered. Very easy to look up in in the guide we found. Um, Brilliant game. Looking forward to playing it again. And as far as I'm concerned, for me, this is a perfect euro because it really blends fairly simple to grasp mechanics enough decisions to make it's not a game that forces you to rush and yet the theme is actually very nicely reflected so this is an euro that i can actually follow anytime anybody into euro should have this game in the ludotech kennespiel do we think I, I, it, it should. If it isn't, it should come very, very close. Very it's a certainly shortlist. Yes, yeah, most definitely a contender. Absolutely, yes. It's so, unique. Um, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here. I'm going to assume that Max approves of this game. Yes, I, I would say Max <laughs> definitely would approve of this game. There's no co-op element whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, out of these three, and um, the spiritual one, how many gamers approve of this game? Three and Manflu approve this game. Thank you for listening. Your hosts for this podcast have been Paco, Michael and Max. This podcast has been produced by Michael Chamberlain with help from Paco Garcia. The music has been composed by Kevin Setti. We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome and you can email us at podcast.gmsmagazine.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, we are at GMS Magazine, and we are on Facebook and Google Plus and we'd be more than happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channel in iTunes and please do give us a review and a rating, it is truly appreciated. For more quality shows, listen to our other rooms, the RPG room, the board game room and the interview rooms. But until next time, let the games continue. Is there a manual? Oh yeah, I've got it.